the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so grateful and I'm so humbled to be with you today. Uh, when I got to work this morning, I was thinking to myself, I just don't know if I have it in me to go to the radio station today because sometimes we just don't feel like we have enough energy or time to invest in the things that we need to do each and every day. Can you relate? Uh, Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, For those of you that have reached out and uh, asked about my leg and my healing and my surgery, I will fill you in on that right now that I'm in progress and it's a journey. It's a healing journey, and I believe I'm going to be 100%. Um, but I have to remind myself of that, going through the, the pain of, uh, you know, going downstairs, upstairs, just taking steps, and knee swelling up, leg uh, aching. And those of you that don't know, um, on August 21st, I had the hardware taken out of my leg. I had a plate and 10 pins, and I have the plate in a baggie. My surgeon kept it for me. So I have that at home. I think I'm going to put it on a plaque somewhere, just as a reminder of just how miraculous our Heavenly Father is and how thankful I am for the surgeons that, you know, took the sacrifice and time to learn their skills so that they could put me together again. I feel very grateful Uh, and humbled by that and to have eight years from 2011 until now to be dancing walking doing the fun things some of the fun things that i like to do i just feel so grateful every time i'd step on a dance floor i would tear up just thanking god for another opportunity to spend two and a half minutes on the dance floor and uh it's just really special to me and then when it started hurting i had the tough decision to make on you know do i want to be cut on again And uh, artificial knee, no artificial knee, how is that all going to work? So when I went into the surgeon to tell him I'm now hurting, I wasn't hurting up up till then, uh, he said, maybe it's time to just take the hardware out. Let's not do artificial knee at the moment. Let's just go take the hardware out and see if that's going to fix the problem. And so that's what we did. It was supposed to be a 45-minute in and out, and uh, it ended up being a 90-odd-minute surgery because... He thought he was just going to do a peruse in my knee, and he ended up doing a clip on the uh, meniscus. I had a, um, I don't know what you call it, um, it's like a boomerang look, and he had to cut part of that off. And then on the inside, where I was feeling tinging in my knee, he had extra tissue in there he had to cut off. And that's where I've had the most pain, is the inside of my knee. It doesn't look like much from the outside, but the inside is screaming all the time. And you know what happens when you're in pain? Those of you that are in pain, you understand what this does to you. And then being medicated, because I am having to take ibuprofen 800, and I am taking um, Norco, which is a narcotic. 
Uh, not when I'm driving. Uh, just like if I'm going to go to sleep, I'll take it because I hurt when I'm trying to sleep. So what happens is, is yeah, it's there for a reason and you take it knowing that there might be side effects, but you take it because you need to minimize the pain. The What I've realized, though, is it really fogs up your your brain power. It fogs you over. And then with the extra of, for me, uh, somebody described me right now as I'm in second gear. I'm living my life in second gear, and I'm used to being full throttle all the time. I thought that was a great analogy and a visual I can I can accept, is that I feel like I'm in second gear, and I have to be okay with that. Instead of me getting up, getting out, being at work at 7, uh, you know, if I get there by 9, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. And it's just because I'm moving slow, and I have to pay attention to my body, whereas before I would just go. So I'm saying all of this. Because I want you guys to understand that we have times when we are givers and we have times that we're receivers and we have times when we need to just slow down. We need to slow down for whatever reason. The positive that I'm seeing in this is that other people are picking up the slack and to see those that are willing and able and wanting to, like I came out one day and my car was being washed. I didn't ask, but they were washing it because they know how I feel about having a clean car. Uh, You know, having somebody go to the store and just buy me coffee creamer so I can have coffee with creamer um, was something that was just really kind of special and thoughtful. And and it gives people a chance to, you know, give, to do. And sometimes I think the overachievers might do abundantly or over and it might cause other people to not be able to shine. So it's giving me a chance to set back, to sit back and watch and observe and really give a lot of thought. I I went to my lake house right after the surgery, which was a mistake because I drove there with my left foot. Don't tell anybody, but, you know, I'm telling everybody. Anyway, so I, I drove with my left foot on my gas and my brake. But the problem was is that my right leg had to be down there in a position that it's supposed to be up above my heart. And so what happened was my ankle and all of that within a for three weeks was black and blue and the blood had pulled in my lower extremity and that wouldn't have happened if I would have kept my leg up like I was supposed to so shame on me and I'm saying all of this because when I went to the lake house I was there by myself and uh, I didn't turn the tv on once and I had time to just I did a lot of sleeping for sure I'm so caught up on my sleeping it's ridiculous But it gave me a chance to just pray and to be in his word and to reach out, reach up, and just ask him to guide my every thought for his miraculous healing over my leg, for me to see through his eyes and to know what it is when I get back into full throttle, which I'm not there yet. But when I get back to full throttle, what is it the full throttle needs to do? What does God want me to do? Sue Freeze. And maybe you need to be asking yourself that same question. Maybe maybe the road that you're going down right now isn't the road that you're really intended to go down. Maybe you need a change. Maybe there needs to be something different happening. If you're tuning in right now, I just thank you so much that you're doing so. And I um, want to ask you to just go to the Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com uh, website. I want you to go there and connect with me. I want you to share that website with other people. There is so much information there that could be helpful for you. And one of them is the I am's. What are those? The I am's are what God says about you, who he says you are. 
because we can get so caught up in what other people say we are, uh, but we really need to be listening to what he says because he is our creator. And he created you, and he created me for a specific purpose, and you need to know if you are living out that purpose or not. And don't be too hard on yourself. Just ask him to reveal it to you, and he will. All right? So I'm going to put my glasses on, and we're going to move forward. And today's show is going to be about the fear, frustration, or faith. Where are you at in your life right now? Are you in the fear lane? Are you in the frustration lane? Or are you in the faith lane? And when I ask that, answer that question, I would say that I'm in all three. How can you be in all three? Well, because there are things coming at me in this one, one road that um, even though I know that I'm victorious, that the battle has been won, I have to remind myself of that, not even daily, but maybe hourly. <laughs> uh, frustration, because not everything is happening the way I want them to happen, and I see where we're missing the boat, and I want things to get fixed. Have you ever felt like you're just talking, 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 but is anybody really listening? Yeah, that's a frustration. But then there's the faith. And the faith, when I, when I even say that word, what, what is the visual picture that you get? Is there a color? Is there a smell? What do you see? Because I see faith as very colorful. I see it uh, pine trees and ocean breeze. I, I just, it just has the sense of peace. Because there is peace when you have faith. When you put your trust and your hope and your everything into his hands. And that you just, you believe. And you speak words of belief and faith. That things are going to happen the way he wants them to. And things get worked out for his good. So I've said in the past, and, I'm, and these are not my words, I, I stole them from somewhere, don't even know where, but for every, every mess, there's a message. And so the message today is no matter where you are in your life, no matter what is going on in your life, there is a message in your mess, and that we need to be laser-focused on what that is and just be teachable and learn the lesson. So are you afraid? Are you frustrated? Do you know that millions find the stress of daily living almost unbearable? Is that you? Can we have faith in the midst of challenges, dangers, and anxieties? Yes, we can. God's word shows us how. We live in a world of challenges, don't we? And dangers and stress. Can faith overcome our frustrations? Millions of people around the world suffer from anxiety disorders. A major new magazine asked the question, how many of us are worrying ourselves sick? That article observed there is a certainty, certainly a lot of anxiety going around, anxiety disorder, which is what health experts call any anxiety that persists to the point that it interferes with one's life, is the most common mental illness in the U.S. in its various forms, ranging from very specific phobias to generalized anxiety disorder. It afflicts 19 million Americans. Understanding anxiety time, June 10, 2002 is where that information came from. Anxiety. How many of you are feeling anxious about something? Is there something in your life that causes anxiousness? Where is that coming from? And what can you really, really, truly do about it? If you look, and this is just me, I'm talking to me and I'm talking to you, 
is that if you think back, me being a mother and now soon to be a grandmother, yay, um, the times when you didn't know where your children were and they were supposed to be contacting you or home where you could physically see their face and give them a hug and they weren't there and you didn't know where they were, did your worry fix anything? Did your worry help in any way? And the answer is no. I mean, as a parent, you want to say, well, that's the right thing to do. You know, you got to worry about your children, right? But did it really help in any way to bring those kids home quicker, healthier, safer? No, not really. All it did was add maybe another 10 hairs of gray on your head. So millions of us experience anxieties that interfere with normal living. Just the stress of everyday life can kill us. We commute in congested traffic. We interact with angry, argumentative people. We face financial, social, and personal problems. The Bible gives us strategies for overcoming worries, frustrations, and anxieties, but our materialistic world distracts us from spiritual priorities. Jesus chastised his listeners who worried about food and clothing. He said, now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, he will not much more clothe you. Oh, you of little faith, Matthew 630. Yet many of us allow ourselves to worry Become fearful and anxious. What do Americans fear most? 2001 Gallup poll surveyed U.S. adults about their fears. The number one fear was snakes, affecting 51%. The second most prominent fear was public speaking, affecting 40%. These were followed by heights, 36%. Enclosure in a small space, 34%. Spiders and insects, 27%. Needles and shots, 21%, mice, 20%, flying, 18%, thunder and lightning, 11%, dogs, 11%, crowds, 11%, going to the doctor, 9%, and the dark, 5%. So, I don't know, I could see quite a few of those where I'm affected. It makes my heart pound a little bit faster. I was just reminded that yesterday was my one-year anniversary of when I jumped out of a plane Okay, that is something I never wanted to do, and that is a big fear. And I probably will never do that again. It's something that I I did once, and once is enough. But I can tell you that the fear factor on that was the most fearful I have ever been in my entire life. And I, you know, really, you don't want to, you don't want to jump into fear when you don't have to. You get enough of that on your own, right? Anyway, it was an experience. I can say I did it, if that's worth anything. I did it. And uh, I'll never forget it for sure. But anyway, God knows our fears. Jesus said that your father knows you intimately. Jesus gives us this encouraging perspective and instruction. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Don't be afraid you are worth more than many sparrows is a different version, but it's basically saying the same thing. You know, as you read and study God's word, the Bible, you will learn of his awesome love and his amazing promises to you. You will find documentation of God's intervention in people's lives. He promises that he will intervene in your life. Do you believe that? He will intervene. I know he's intervened in my life so many times. Just read Jesus' word in chapters 5 through 7 of Matthew's gospel, often called the Sermon of the Mount. I was amazed when I first read those words. I was about 12 years old at the time. I took those words seriously, and it began to change my life. Did you get that? It was, 
uh, Matthew chapter 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount. Today, many modern distractions keep us from spiritual priorities. We live in a materialistic-minded world. Others seek pleasure, overindulgence in media, and other forms of entertainment, alcohol, illegal drugs. Many even become addicted to video games. Human nature causes us to turn to activities that deepen our fears and our frustrations. How can we replace those fears and frustrations with peace, faith, and love? I've got kind of addicted, and I'm going to just be personal. I got kind of addicted to criminal minds. And my daughter came over, and she goes, Mom, why do you watch this stuff? And then you go to sleep. You try to go to bed. Because, you know, if you've ever watched any of those kind of movies, I mean, there is a lot of things that are just really not very lovely. You're not, you're not seeing lovely things. You're seeing death and blood and all those things. So um, she kind of, like, rebuked me in a way to say, what are you doing? And I find that when I don't watch those things and I do have peaceful time where it's just quiet and peaceful, maybe Christian music, or I'm just praying to the Lord and, and uh, visualizing my life as I would like to see it. Do you do that? Do you just take the time to visualize your life the way you would like to see it, the way you'd like to feel? You know, visualize that emotion or that feeling that you feel when everything is at calm and peace. And all the ducks are in a row. Does it ever really happen? Do we ever have all our ducks in a row? There has been times in my life where I felt like they were. Um, It's fleeting. It's not all the time. How about your life? Are your ducks in a row? Are you doing what God wants you to do? A godly fear. If we have reverence for God, we can keep our daily problems in perspective. Many in mainstream churches call the fear of God primitive, but the biblical fear of God is not being afraid of him. It is a deep reverence and respect for our creator. It is an awe of God's majesty and greatness. It is a response to the reality of God. When you choose to fear God, you will not fear human beings. We must understand that the fear of God and the love of God are not mutually exclusive. Many professing Christians think that you have one or the other. That is not what your Bible says. Both qualities are required in our relationship with God. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which command you today for your good, for your good. It's not to put you in a box and to make you like everybody else. It's to do what's best for you and your good. That's Deuteronomy 10, 12, 13. I thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you share this show. Uh, this is the Sue Free Show, and I really want to ask that you go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and check out the website and connect with me. I really want to hear from you. A godly fear helps us overcome phobias and worries. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. True faith and confidence, strong confidence, comes from God. Over the last couple of weeks, when I've been soul-searching myself and trying to get a grip on the things that are coming at me personally and in my business and with my health issues and my healing issues and just feeling depleted and tired and brain fog and pain, all of those things combined puts me in a different realm, a different place. And I haven't felt like this for a long time of just really crying out to God. 
and just asking him. And it was the strongest prayer I've felt in a long time. It's the strongest just asking for his anointment and his Holy Spirit. And I was asking for him to to guide my every word. And, my, and I do that all the time. But for some reason, this prayer this time had so much more strength and power in it and conviction inside of me to where I really felt like the Lord was listening. And when I was done, and it was a long prayer, it wasn't just a small, thank you, Lord, for this day, help me to be a light in the darkness, which I do pray that, and I do mean it, every single word of it. But this prayer had so much more passion, compassion. I just felt like he was really, truly open. The the skies, the heavens were open, and he was hearing me. And I really was just crying out to him to say, Lord, I want to do your will. I don't do that every day. I don't, I don't, not with that kind of passion. The words come out, but the emotion isn't at that level of spirit, that spiritual emotion, that Holy Spirit anointing to where you feel like it has power. And I have to tell you, I have missed that for a long time. And I believe that if we don't take steps back sometimes, the 40 days in the desert to rest, that we're all just going to get so caught up in go here, go there, do this, do that, that we're going to miss it. We're going to miss what God wants. And we're going to miss the most important thing that he created us for by just being too busy, to being so full of fear, being so full of frustration, and, and, and not maybe walking in faith like we should. This um, article that I'm reading from and referring to is by Richard F. Ames. So are you frustrated? Sometimes Christians are not close to God, and they become frustrated. Are you often frustrated? The word frustrate means to prevent from attaining a purpose to thwart. Thwart. The word comes from the French frustra, which means in vain, The fruits of frustration can include mental anxiety, worry, turmoil, apprehension, nervousness, and restlessness. How can you overcome your frustrations? Many of us live lives of worry and anxiety. We all experience frustration in our modern society. We sit in traffic jams when we are late for an appointment. We feel burdened with long hours on the job. We may feel rejected when asking someone for a date. We may feel insecure or worse unloved. We may have conflicts with friends or family. We may, we may have health problems. We may lack patience. Things just go badly for us at our workplace or school. Why do we experience so many frustrations? Perhaps our focus is on the material rather than spiritual. Hmm. What goals are you setting? When you set the wrong goal, you can be thwarted and frustrated. The simple solution is to set the right goal. If you have not already internalized these words of Jesus, you should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, Matthew 6, 33. And I want you to really just think about what was just said. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. 
As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house, a termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. coli Termite Services. And Sue, E. coli is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh. E. coli will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the E. coli heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tenning. I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. E. coli. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about E. coli's lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. coli, termite and pest control services. And if you would like to sponsor this show, it's been on for 10 years. Thank you, San Diegans, for listening. Thank you, Venturians, for listening. Thank you, California, for listening. Orange County, L.A., Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, and France, and Germany, and all around because of the Internet. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it's, It's such an honor to be with you today. And I was at a pastor's appreciation last week, and I had to sit a lot because of my leg. I had so many people coming up to me. It was in San Diego, and because we are on KPRZ, KPraise, 1240 AM, um, there were so many people that came up and talked to me and said, and they were pastors. Pastors are listening to the Sue Free Show, and husbands and wives are listening to the Sue Free Show, and it's um, censored enough to where children can listen or teenagers can listen, too. So uh, I felt so honored that I got to see, I, I got to experience faces and because it's kind of a one-way conversation, and it's so nice to be able to actually see the people that are reaching out to me uh, via Sue Free Show uh, Internet or, um, you know, just who's on the other end of this microphone, who's listening on the other end, and to, to see how it's touched them. When I ask questions like, you know, how can I improve or what would you like me to talk about on the air? Because after 10 years, subject matter, you know, it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want to talk about? And so it was interesting to to hear what they said to me, and it was encouraging. I didn't have any real negatives. Everybody just kind of giggled and said, oh, my gosh, just keep doing what you're doing. And, and that was truly what they said. And I said, well, thank you for that. But don't we all want to get better every day? Don't we want to improve upon what we're doing so that we can be better for him? Uh, I do. I definitely do. So getting back to what we were talking about before the break is we become frustrated when we have the wrong goal. 
or no goal at all. God has made us for an awesome purpose. When we commit to his goal and seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, we minimize life frustrations. We also become frustrated when we insist that our own will be done. Without consideration for others, the selfish attitude is, I want it my way. Our Savior gave us the right example, even when he faced crucifixion. He prayed, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Luke twenty-two forty-two. Jesus surrendered to God's will. When we surrender to God's will instead of insisting on our own, we find peace and overcome our frustrations. Remember, Jesus taught us to pray. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6.10. Uh, wow. See, this just hits home so strongly to me right now because I so badly want to be in control. And I know some of you can relate. Some of you are going, what's your problem? But um, it is real. It's so real to want to be in control. There's, there's just some security in being in control. But here's a leg that isn't healing at the rate and the way I would think it would heal. It's clicking, it's locking, it's swelling, it's painful. And I thought by now I would be much further along. And it wasn't until I actually made an appointment with my surgeon, I had to go in there and talk to somebody that knew better than me. My surgeon had to talk to me and say, you know, a little patience here, Sue. And I'm actually very happy with what I'm seeing right now. Now get up and walk. So I got up and walked and he said, I am very happy on what I'm seeing right now. And I have to tell you that the worry I had because of the unknown or not knowing and not knowing what to expect and all of that, it caused undue worry for me because I had a expectation That was different than my surgeons. And because my surgeon knows much more, especially this surgeon, because he's the one that put me back together again. So he would know more about what to expect because of what he did in my leg while I was sleeping, that it really set me at ease to know that he had it and that he understood better than me. And it was a life lesson in a picture for me because God said to me, that's me, Sue. You know, your surgeon, you're believing your surgeon, what your surgeon's saying. And he's saying, rest in me. Rest in what the work I did, Sue, on your leg. And I did major work on your leg. I didn't even tell you. He had to chisel bone off the plate to get the 10 pins out of my bone. So right now I have 10 holes in my bone. And he says, it's not normal. It's very, very crazy to have a female at your age. It's usually children and males that have the amount of bone density that you had growing over your metal plate. So he had to go in and just visually see this right now. He had to take a chisel and a hammer, and he had to chisel away my bone on my tibia, fibula, whatever's there, um, before he could get to the plate. And then he had a screwdriver, a medical term for a screwdriver, that was electrical, and he had to you know, get these pins to come out. And he told me before I went under that if one of those screws... If he couldn't get one of those screws out, he would have to leave everything in there because he wouldn't be able to get the whole thing out. So as I was like dozing off, he's telling me this. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and um, and that was pretty serious stuff. So right before I went completely under, I just said, Lord, please make this successful and everything. So the point is he knew 
He knew what he had done in there. He knew what to expect. He had a different expectation level than I did. And it wasn't until I went to my surgeon that I stopped worrying and fearing as much because he told me, you're doing great. You're doing okay. And and the Lord, our Father, he does that for us too. When we go to him, he's going to say, we're doing well, or he'll guide us when we ask him to guide us to where we can get the most out of what his purpose is for our lives, right? That's the story. And I have to tell you, what a sigh of relief I had when when he said, Sue, you're doing great. And he said, look, let's let this heal. You know, I spent I spent a lot of time, and there was a major surgery. And they even gave me a nerve block, which I didn't understand until way later. But they put a nerve block in there so I wouldn't feel as much. And he says, let's wait till this completely heals over. And then if we still need to go in because your knee is still locking up on your kneecap, if it's still locking there, then we'll go back in and we'll do a little cleanup. And it'll be minor, minor compared to what you're experiencing or have experienced up to this point. So the Lord is saying sometimes it's a, it's a minor detail. It's, it's just a little switch in our brain, our belief, our faith. And sometimes it's major. We have a real issue that we just don't even see. And it takes something outside ourselves that brings it to our full attention to where we can't ignore it anymore. We can't ignore this, this negative part of us. Search me, oh God, and know any evil way in me and pluck it out. Make me know about it so I can fix it or you can fix it or whatever. Expose it to me. And sometimes the trials and tribulations that we are under are because of that. He wants us to be it to be revealed so that we can make a message out of our mess. Yes. So we become frustrated when we have the wrong goal or no goal at all. Jesus surrendered to God's will. We need to have the right motivation. We all need the godly attitude of giving as opposed to getting. Scripture tells us it is more blessed to give than to receive, Acts twenty thirty five, Or as another translation has it, it is happier to give than to get. Patience is another strategy for overcoming frustration. Patience, there's that word again. Several characteristics of love or charity are mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13, which is often called the love chapter in your Bible. What is the first characteristic? Love suffers long and is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. Can you find faith? The Bible emphasizes our need for faith. Perhaps you are lacking faith and confidence. Can you have faith in this faithless age? Yes, you can. How? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. I love that. Is it any wonder that many of us lack faith? If our priorities are materialistic, we will not have faith. Jesus of Nazareth made plain what our top priority in life should be. He addressed the common problem many have of worrying about their physical needs. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do we worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, 
Will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, or tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. What I think of there is I had a girlfriend who she died and she went to heaven, and her name was Joy. And I would go visit her in the hospital, and we would have talks about her favorite scriptures. We would talk about her favorite movie. We would talk about things, and I got to know her in there. What I realized when I was in there is is what the important things were was having that inner reaction and me just hugging her, physically touching her and talking to her was more important than the car she drove, more important than the house she had, more important than all the junk that she had collected. She has a son that she she left here, and he he loved his mom. And the time, just time, quality time, being in the same room, being present, that was the only thing that really mattered to her was those things. And when you really narrow things down, you whittle it down to the importance of what is really important. Think about it. Sometimes we have to do a reality check, don't we, on what's really important in our lives? Our children, for me as a mother, my children are so very important. Their health, their well-being, their happiness. Do they love the Lord? That is important. That is so important. But if I was right now in a position where I was going to leave this earth, I would really want them to be close to me. I would want them to be near. And I just want want to tell them how much I love them. I have another friend who the mother left way too early. And I was thinking to myself, you know, gosh, you know, if you have uh, information that's saying that you've got a year to live and you've got a little child that you're not going to be able to see, go to prom or or see them get married, or be able to talk to them in that way. There was a movie that I saw once, and I just, I think I cried from the beginning till the end, about how she did videos, or she did letters to her daughter, and she did video of talking to her during certain ages of the things that were going to be, she was going to be addressing, and if she was there, this is what she would say to her. And so it kept her daughter um, close to her, And her mom felt like she was leaving something behind that had value because she was giving a part of herself to her daughter. And isn't that special? And if we really thought about it, I mean, really, what's more important? Ask yourself, when I read God's promises in the Bible, do I believe that God is able to perform what he has promised? If you do, you are well on your way to living by faith. Read your Bible and claim God's promises. He wants you to have a close relationship with him. God promises to provide our every need. The Apostle Paul wrote, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ, Philippians 4.19. That is God's promise to you. Once you know God's promises, you can talk it over with God in prayer. You can claim God's promises You will follow his instruction, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you find, and knock, and the door shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. 
And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Matthew 7, 7, 8. Isn't that wonderful? Aren't those wonderful promises? Ask and you shall receive. What is it that you need to be asking right now? What are you seeking? What door are you knocking on? But ask and you shall receive. I used to teach my kids and I still, if I start a sentence with, you don't know, and then my children will say, if you don't ask. And it's so true. You don't know if you don't ask. In a sales position, you don't know if you don't ask for the sale. If you need grace, you don't know if you don't ask. If you need forgiveness. Whatever you need, you have to ask. What's the worst they can say? No. (sighs) Take God and his word. Pray to him according to his will. Ask, seek, and knock. You will find that answered prayer will help you overcome your worries, frustrations, and anxieties with faith. The godly qualities of patience, faith, obedience, and surrender to God's will and his divine love will help us overcome our frustrations, fears, and anxieties. God wants us to live by faith. He will give us that faith if we draw close to him in prayer and seek to understand his will from the Bible. While no one can absolutely prove that prayers cure illnesses, many doctors cite cases of recovery that can't be attributed to any other reason. What we do now, though, is that religion and spirituality can reduce stress and boost the immune system. The Bible instructs us to pray daily. If we humble ourselves to seek God in prayer, and if we read the Bible seeking to do God's will, he will give us more faith and more peace of mind. As the Apostle Paul wrote, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. Three times in the New Testament, we read that, the just shall live by faith, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38. As we draw closer to God in our actions and in our prayers, we can have the godly fear that will help us face our frustrations and experience the benefits of faith. God gives us amazing promises in his word, the Bible. We need to act on those promises. Then we can have the love that casts out fear and frustration, and we can live by faith. I really hope that something from here, that the Holy Spirit touched you in a, in a really, really emotional place. Because if we don't have emotion, a lot of the times we hear, but we don't do anything about it. I really wanted to talk about the word try versus do today, because I'm hearing people say things like, well, I'm trying to think, or I'm trying to do that, or I'm, you know, just... And I'm saying, you know, I use this example with my employees. I'll throw a pencil on the floor, and I'll tell the employee, I'll say, try to pick that up. And they'll go down and pick it up. And I said, no, try to pick it up. And they look at me puzzled because they're wondering what I'm trying to get at. And when you try to pick it up, you don't really pick it up, do you? You're trying to pick it up. And you can continue trying forever. It's not till you in your mind say, I'm picking up that pencil I'm going to make this change today. I am going to forgive so-and-so. I am going to make a goal today. I am going to stop smoking. I'm going to change how late I eat. I am going to do blankety, blankety, blank. If you say, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try. All I can say is try to pick up that pencil. And I hope that's a reminder for all of us is that let's stop trying and let's just do it. Let's just do it. We don't get better unless we keep doing something. 
people that shoot hoops, they get better at making the hoop by doing it repeatedly. If you're on the dance floor, people say, oh, my goodness, I feel like such a spaz right now. I mean, I have two left feet or I just can't get that move. And I'll say, you know what? Everybody starts the same place. Yes, somebody has some God-given talent in that department. But all in all, you know, you have a left and a right and a right and a left and five, six, seven, eight. And you have to repeatedly to where it becomes mind memory, where it just becomes innate in you. But it's practice. It's practice. It's doing it over and over and over again. Did you say I didn't say it's not trying it over and over again. It's doing it over and over again. And there's a difference in the mindset of trying versus doing. Just like in here is that we can try to not fear. We can try to not be frustrated. Or we're going to just make a decision that we're going to live in faith and we're going to stay true to his promises and we're going to believe his promises. We're not going to try to do that. We're not going to try to to believe you make a decision. It's not trying to make a decision. No, you just make a decision. And if, if people that are in this mindset of trying and not doing, if I can get this, if, if this just penetrates just a little bit and you can make a brain and a, and a word change in your mind, because I find myself sometimes saying try right now and I, I'm like, wow, where did that come from? I never used to say that. And all of a sudden, I'm saying that. And now I'm having to go back. And correct it. And this is how being aware of what you say is so important. And making a switch in word choices and mind choices, your belief system. Transforming your mind. The IMs help you do that. And if you need some help and you need guidance, then this is one place you could go. It's free. You just go on to Sue Free, spelled like com. You go there and you push the button that says free IMs. Free IMs. You will have to pay for the paper and the ink that prints on it, but that's about it. And a little bit of time just get into SueFreeze.com. But I guarantee if you go there, you're going to find so many other things in there that are really fun. You've got videos on there, um, just all kinds of references of different things so i hope you go there and i hope you connect with me it there's a little box that comes up and i try to get your information because i want your information because i want to connect with you but you can pass that by and not give me that and and get the benefits of whatever is on that on the website but i'd really like for you to connect with me and that's all i'm asking from you is to give me some connection because i think that helps down the road people say how many people are listening and i'm like i have no idea I have no idea. So the way I can know that is by how many people are following me and how many people are emailing me. And um, yes, a heads up, I want to just tell you um, the success of the ministry house that I've talked about for a long, long, long time. The ministry house is now open. It's open. And let me tell you, there's a mother in there and she has four children and uh It's just amazing to me because here's this God dream that happened when I was really young, 15, 12, whatever, and now I'm at the age I'm at. And what that tells you is that it can be 50 years before your dreams, your God dreams become reality. But you know what? You just keep on keeping on and you don't try. You do whatever you can do. And now it's coming to fruition and and it's wonderful 
and I see these children and seeing that they feel like they're in a safe place and they've got a fresh start. And then I have another mom in there too. And it's just so special to me because you're, you're living in faith, you're working in faith. And I just want to give a really big shout out to Steve Nelson and Tyson because they've stayed so faithful in getting that house up and running every weekend for two and a half years. And there's been other people, I'm not going to name all the other people, um, but there's been quite a few people, and I am just I feel so blessed for everybody that has contributed and been a part. But the amount of work, sacrifice, blood, sweat, and tears that went into this house and to see where it is now is just amazing to me. Um, if you'd like to donate, it's DSF Foundation. And you can go to com and you can connect with me, and I can tell you what you need to do there. Uh, we do need finances. Finances would be helpful. Uh, we really need we, we really need that, and I've never really, like, come right out and asked. But um, if you want to help, we'd really appreciate that. So thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. Be a blessing to someone each and every day and live by faith. God bless you. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.